Well, hello, beautiful people. Good afternoon from the west coast of Canada. It is the Vegan Optimist. I am on my way home right now to post my long-awaited interview with Andrew Parr, and I am so stoked about this. It was a hell of an interview. We had a great time. I think you're going to enjoy it, whether you know the man or not. A um, couple things I want to note. I want to thank Anchor so much, anchor.fm, the app that I use to make this podcast. Much love, much respect to you guys. I love what you're doing. I love version 3.0. And uh, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be able to do this. So first and foremost, thank you to Anchor. Next up, you, the listener. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, for taking a shot, giving... Um, given me a try. I am still in my infancy, I would like to say, but I appreciate you for listening, and uh, I hope you'll stick with me and uh, listen, and we can grow together. And of course, if you're, if you're on Anchor, you can uh, call in. I invite you anytime. Let's engage. Okay, now, Mr. Andrew Parr. Where do I begin about this guy? I've known him for long time. We grew up in the same same small town. And uh, Parzi, as I like to call him, um, he pursued a career in golf. He became a professional golfer and uh, he did he did pretty good. Um, you know, he didn't like tear up any, didn't win any majors or anything. He once, he, he was once led the uh, US Open for, uh, for a day. That was awesome. Um, but beyond that, beyond just being an amazing golfer, I think he's really found his true passion now. He is traveling the world, exploring, not just the world, but exploring. Oh my God, there's a guy walking down the street right now, walking a sheep. He's got a sheep. He's walking a sheep like a dog in Victoria. Wow. Well, I'm at a loss for words now. Uh, I'm going to have to do a redo here. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're back home now in my studio, a.k.a. my bedroom. And I'm not going to cut what happened earlier or apologize for that. That was raw. That's life. That's that's the nature of this podcast. I, I it's not supposed to be professional. It's supposed to be awesome. Okay, back to the intro to Andrew Parr, and then into the interview. So, um, where what is Parr doing now? Uh, in, in case you're wondering. So after being a professional golfer for. Oh, I don't know, 10 years, I think it was, uh, touring like 40 countries. Uh, Parr had a stroke and um, recovered from that, worked with some incredible coaches and uh, recovered from that and actually continued to play for a little bit, a little bit further. Then he, I, I think after working with all those people and uh, everything that he had learned, he found his true calling, and that was to help others sort of overcome their hardship, other athletes and leaders and people of that nature, to become better and overcome you know, their hardships and their challenges in being the best that they can be. So Parzi became a performance coach, a performance and leadership consultant is probably the better, the better title. Um, so he's been working with Olympians, professional athletes, NCAA teams, and really anybody. On his website, which is incredible, by the way, you got to check out his website, andrewparr.com. Um, some fabulous reading, uh, a link to his podcast, which is just incredible. And um, so, he, But he has his offerings on the website, and for anybody interested... Um, Thrive in Discomfort, he helps humans seek comfort, design protocols and experiences that train adaptation within discomfort. That's exactly what I'm looking for right now because I'm trying to smash the shit out of my comfort zone. Um, 
and yeah, he does online consultation, group workshops, keynote speaking, man, it's just awesome. I'm so proud of this man. So without further ado, I present to you the interview, Travel Blues interviews with Andrew Parr. Now you will note, uh, Parr refers to me as Wixie. That's what all my friends call me is Wixie. Uh, and I call him Parzy at certain times. So just so you know, there's a, a bit of banter. I try to cut to cut out a lot of the sort of catch-up and uh, sort of inside jokes. So it's uh, that part is quite professional. But um, so Wixie, that's me. Parzy, that's Andrew Parr. And uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here you go. Travel Blues interviews with Andrew Parr. Please stay tuned. After I will. Uh, give you some more um, references and websites and links to some of the things that we talked about because uh, there's, there's quite a few things that are mentioned in the, in the podcast that you probably will want to learn some information on. Okay, much love to you all. Enjoy the podcast. Enjoy the interview. Freedom. Are you recording this now? Do you have it all? I am, yeah. I'm, okay. uh, I'm not as established as you are in, in, in that yet. That's a whole other thing I want to talk about is, is your podcast because that's been a great inspiration for me. Um, and, you know, right now I'm just I'm recording this on my phone, right? Yep. Um, but, um, yeah, I, you know, as I sort of progress, I'm just starting out pretty easy right now and um, recording on my phone and then, like, basically I'm doing – I'm trying to commit to daily recordings like five to 15 to 20 minute broadcasts on Anchor. Love it. Are you familiar with Anchor? I'll so, definitely check that out. It's the second time I've heard it, so I'm, I feel like I need to actually get on it. Yeah. What, uh, are we anchored right now? We are not anchored right now. Like I'm basically, I'm going to record this on my phone and then I can upload it to Anchor. Yeah. I see. When was the last time I saw you? Two summers ago. No, like, um, not last summer, but the summer before I saw you. Right. And you met Kathy, right? Yeah, yeah. And you had your, your van. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Right on. Where, uh, where, where are you staying right now? I'm in Geneva right now. So my, my, um, fiance. Yeah. She was working here for four years and then left her job in June and um, anyway rented sublet her place out she wasn't sure what she was going to do she had a whole bunch of stuff she thought she may come back and all these sorts of things okay I knew that wasn't going to happen but um, <laughs> anyway just I was like okay you know we'll come back so uh, we're just moving out of her place right now actually perfect uh, yeah, and I'm coming back to London or Toronto, whatever, next week for about a week. See the fam? Well, you know, we're moving out of here and we're going to have a base in Canada. So, yeah, I don't know. We just have our life with us right now. Yeah, tell me about it, man. Well, now, you know, we've set up base in Canada now here, too. Both Katy and I are like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, we're not, we're not cut out for society. We need to get back out there again. I don't know. We came back here thinking like we were just gonna absolutely crush it and like, you know, make a whole bunch of money and then just like, that's not how it worked out, you know. And, and uh, so now I'm like, basically, um, just sort of writing about, you know, the transition and lo lots of things really, but. I'm trying to do interviews with all of my all of my transient friends, all my friends that are like I've met along my journey that uh -huh. have really impacted me and inspired me. And I mean, you obviously being one of them, but I mean, you're sort of at a whole other like level because I mean, you're still you're still out there, you know, in a way. Um, so, you know, you're still out there. You are my friend. So I'm super curious about your podcast. For starters, I've only listened to two episodes, but mm -hmm. here's the thing. I've listened to that episode with Richard Fortin, the one about uh, expanding your comfort zone or playing outside yep. of your comfort zone. Yep. I've listened to that four times now. It is wow. it is so good, man. And like, well, just you and you and him, obviously you have good chemistry. Um yes. but 
there's no doubt in my mind that you and I are somewhat on very similar pages. Um, but where he's at is exactly where I'm at in terms of like, you know, I've got a morning, a morning routine established. I'm trying to really peg down my, my core values in life. Um, he talks about the compound effect a lot, which is I've, I've read the book twice now. I've got it in my car. It's like, I'm, I'm obsessed with the power of the compound effect and how it can work for you and against you. Right. And, and it's like, it's, it's, I feel like everybody should, should know about this because it, it's, it's almost like if you don't know about it, then chances are good. It's working against you, you know? Uh-huh. Right. So, okay. Anyways, I went off there, but just t- talk, tell me about your podcast, man, because you know, I strive to be like your podcast. <laughs> Thanks. Lexi. Mm-hmm. Well, my podcast, I actually haven't done many episodes of late. I have a couple a couple episodes I'm um, actually editing right now. But uh, the podcast started out of a curiosity for people. And, you know, I was playing golf. I was hanging around a lot of the same people all the time, a lot of the same beliefs and views. And what I realized, I was more curious about the world. And so this began, I think, three years ago, the podcast. And uh, I was really interviewing people that were in my network, people mm-hmm. that I knew, and some of them I, I was friends with that had inspired me or I felt like had a beautiful message to share. Yeah. Um, and also interesting. And, so, you know, the, the title of the movement is, is about, you know, where are we right now and where are we going? Mm-hmm. And so I like looking at it and, and where did we come from? So I think we learn a lot about where we are from where we came from and then where are we going? So um, that, that's the, that was the initiative that I've started. And one reason I backed off a little bit, is there's two reasons. One is that I felt like I wanted to go deeper into the relationships when I was meeting these people. I wanted to interview them for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And part of it has been a selfish thing, saying, like, I don't want to, you, you know, say, use this hour for a podcast recording because I felt like there was something deeper that was that could be created without maybe recording it. Now, mm. I, I've thought about this a lot and also feel like the people actually I have interviewed, our relationships are a lot closer than I could have imagined. So um, it's inspiring me to do more. And then the other thing is I want to also have a video component to it Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe even a a background type of story. So I don't know what that looks like, but um, one of my really good friends, Luigi, who just moved to Lebanon, fell in love and um, converted to, to Islam. Yeah is an amazing guy and I want to interview him and mm-hmm. I want to do that in Lebanon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, that's that's the direction in which I want to head. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the meantime, I've actually haven't done many interviews. Mm-hmm. I've been doing some other things and, and really seeing what it is that I want to do with my life mm-hmm. and, and living that. I hear thee. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean... Yeah, I, I feel you, man. That's partly, I have this similar sort of reasons why I'm doing it too, is is I'm sort of learning more about myself and the people that I sort of put in the same group as me. There's, you associate with a lot of people, right? But then there's like these sort of this core group of people. And it's so funny because some of them, I mean, I have I have people that you know, I know from all over the world and I've maybe known them for like five, six, maybe like 10 days to like maybe uh-huh. three or four weeks tops. Uh-huh. But within that time span, we went so deep together and we, and we just, we have this understanding that it's like, you know, I just want to talk with them again and sort of figure out like where are you at now what's next for you and like you know how has how has your perception changed I know for myself like my perception and like the person I was you know even like two years ago I'm in a completely different 
headspace now, right? So it's like, you know, wh where are you at? And it's very therapeutic for, for both people talking. Um, so that was, that was sort of my thing. And, and yeah, because like I said, you know, Kathy and I were like sort of really missing being out there. We were missing traveling and we were missing just that lifestyle and, and everything about it. And it was like, okay, well, I'm going to talk to the people that, you know, shared some of these best times with me. It's, it's cool because with you and me, it's, sort of, it's a different sort of connection. I mean, we're, we're friends from quite a long time, right? Yeah. But I'm, I'm always so curious, like, what's par, what's par doing now, right? I, you know, I basically do things because I enjoy doing them or it's an adventure, it's an unknown, and I want to step into that, that unknown. Um, but I also want to see what you see. Mm -hmm. I want to know what inspires you because mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what inspires anyone of what I do. Yeah. So I'm trying to learn about myself through another lens and would love to hear. Um, you said, I wonder what Par is doing. It's inspiring. What's the most, insp what are the most inspiring things? Well, the fact that like right now, where you're going with like, you know, studying dance and like the fighting monk, like what is, what is the fighting monkey, man? Okay, so what I've been most curious about the last three years yeah. is I've always, I've always been in, in touch and in tune with my body and used my body. Uh, you know, I use my body to make a living yeah. for a long time, right? And so you, you end up getting very in tune with what it is to be your best and connecting the mind and the body and, and all these sorts of things. Mm -hmm. So after I, I left playing golf, I... I've really just jumped into dance uh, for a couple of reasons. One, because I love to dance. Yeah. And two is because dancers have the most diverse range of, of movement patterns. Yeah. So I was using something, I was using my body for something very specific and focused. Dance is more expression. Yeah. So dancers use their body to express something, typically. And then you have martial artists that use their body for defense. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between using your body for achieving a, a goal or expressing or defending? You quickly realize that there, there's different qualities that the body can take on. Mm -hmm. What I also realized is that the way I was relating to my body completely changed. And I wasn't seeing it as something I used to get somewhere else, but rather... I was, I was using it to experience life as it was happening. And so um, if you can imagine not having a coordination or being lost in a dance class, mm -hmm. that's very uncomfortable Yeah. if you typically know what you're doing. And so this, this area of confusion, this place where you don't know what's going on, for me is the most interesting place that mm -hmm. I can be in in my life because... On the other side of that is growth exactly. or change, a morphing. Yep. And so I, um, so I just kept kept following this curiosity to experience myself being lost mm -hmm. and finding myself over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I realize is this will continue to happen for the rest of my life. Yeah. I'm not interested in getting to a destination mm -hmm. because it doesn't exist. That's right. What I am interested in is living and dying each day. Mm -hmm. And to do that, I need to, I need to experience, I really need to experience life in a, in a way that allows me to feel everything. And that can be something simple like walking down the street, mm -hmm. but where am I bringing my, my awareness? And so, what I realized is my relationship with myself opened up my perspective to the world. It changed my relationship with the world and everything in it. Mm -hmm. And so I see things so much differently now than I did a few years ago or even a year ago. And so I've been following the Fighting Monkey team for a couple of years online. And then one of my friends in Toronto, people are in Toronto. He's at Spirit Loft. His name's Andre Talbot, hosted them in Toronto this past summer. And so I went, took a workshop, and 
for me, it was the perfect complement between between athletics, dance, and martial arts. Hmm. And a lot of their a lot of their concepts are not only how do we move in the world, but how do we move in partnership. So almost every exercise we did. So we we did um, eight hours each day. We had an hour lunch break each day. Other than that, we were moving the entire time and mostly with partners. Wow. So they proposed so many different adaptability games. Mm-hmm. How do you move? Uh, when you're trying to do a task, but you have a partner. So, so it, there's a few things that happen. One, you, you move in completely different ways. Mm-hmm. Two, you begin to know uh, your partner differently, how you interact, how you communicate. There's many different ways to communicate. Yeah. How are you doing that? And what ended up happening is, uh, and then also there's a, a solo type of practice and it's the most complete human development practice that I've seen. And that that's what I'm most interested in is how do I develop as a human? Yeah. And so it has uh, has movement because you end up feeling everything. It has partnership. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's been the biggest, uh, the biggest mistake that I fell into early on was this yoga solidarity or it's not so solitary, enlightenment uh-huh. sort of thinking thinking that I could awaken by myself yes and I think that that ended up being a huge trap because I can be at peace by myself you know living by myself and not interacting with the world but I want to interact fully with the world mm-hmm. and it's um, I feel like we we now need to awaken together mm-hmm. Wow so my my whole thing is how do we awaken together how can we uh, be in relationship with each other yeah. and with our environment and and create harmony? Beautiful, man. So are you doing standing meditation in the morning? Are you still doing that? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I did standing meditation yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for me now, Everything is a med- meditation. I was washing the dishes yeah. yesterday, and some like my life is a practice of awareness. Now I'm not always aware. Yeah. When I was in Nigeria, I was very reactive, and this is sort of why I like going to these uh-huh. uncomfortable places because that's where the growth is. Exactly. So, so I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to to control my conditions. But what I realize is, uh, I, I'm still very reactive. And so, mm-hmm. um, how can I bring awareness to my everyday life? So when these things come up, I can, I can respond quicker. Um, yes. so my meditation right now is actually, I'm not doing a ton of sitting meditation, maybe like five or 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm always, I always have a practice where I'm slowing things down. Mm-hmm. Right. So I can see what's happening everywhere. And that could just be going for a walk and really uh, with no objective rather than to observe. Cool. That's very cool. I want to touch on something that you said about when you're in Nigeria. It's one of the things that is like the top of my list as to I was trying to figure out exactly why was everything when I was out there was like everything was possible there was I I hadn't I never like doubted myself for like anything and it was just like you know I could get into the most challenging dire situations but I always knew I would find a way like I, I just I just knew it I had this this sort of confidence to thrive right and you just you touched on it right it was the fact that like I was, I was, I was always, I was always outside of my comfort zone because I was so far away from home. A lot of times I was alone and, you know, and, and, you know, and a lot of times I didn't have a lot of money either. I didn't think about shit like insurance and, and all that stuff, right? I was just out there. And like you said, I was, because of that, because I was always in situations where I was like, you know, anything can happen here. And... But that's what kept me aware and that's what kept me sort of like way more dialed in to, to everything 
And it's just, I just find it so, I don't know if ironic is the word, but it's like I'm back home in Canada and I'm in like, you know, what most people would say is the safest place to be. And yet I feel so like caged because Uh it's like, it's almost like because I know all the rules here. I know the law Uh here. I know what I, it's like, this is where I was programmed and conditioned it's really strange, you know, I, and don't get me wrong, I want to have a home base here, and, uh-huh, I, and uh-huh. I love my country, I love uh-huh. being here, but uh-huh. I don't have, I, it's like I'm not the same person on my home soil than I am when I'm out there, and that's partly sort of my new, my new search. How do I, how do I get that guy out there so that uh-huh. I can thrive, like, here in my, in my home, in my home space, right? It's, it's a, I don't know, that's sort of my quest now. And so. Yeah, uh, I think it's Alan Watts who has a, sort of a beautiful monologue, as he always does, but um, mm. he says, after you've experienced it all and traveled, I'm paraphrasing, after you've been everywhere and done everything you always want to do, yeah. you still need to come home. <laughs> yeah. And... And I think about that a lot because um, I, I've seen that in my life. And, uh, you know, we can look at everyday life at a home base and it can seem boring, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's, also, uh, that's also life. Yeah. And so how do we make those days, um, those days as special, the best days of our life, when we're doing nothing, not seeing anything new. Yeah. I guess I guess it's always like, what is there that is new? Because everything is constantly changing. Yeah. How can how can we open up our perception of things? No matter where we are and you know, I'm in Geneva, I know I know the house, I know the streets. For me the challenge is, is often the same, is how do I get out of what I think this think this place is mm-hmm. and tune into the magic that's always existing and, and that maybe, maybe starting something and sort of what you're doing is starting something. You're creating a reality at, at, in your home base that is bringing, bringing in this curiosity and this excitement. So that can be part of it. So I, you know, I, I also struggle with this and I also have a fear of having a home base yeah. in, in some ways. And, and at the same time, it's like the things I'm most interested in are the experiences that are very different and or challenging. Mm-hmm. So um, doing a walking safari in Botswana in the middle of the Yokavanka Delta, you know, we did that for six days and literally lived with wild animals for six days and saw no humans. Wow. Very, very different, mildly challenging because we had a guide. It would have been extremely challenging had we not had a guide mm-hmm. but um so there, there's those types of experiences that really shift and change my life and then there's the easy and and not changing yeah so and i'm, I'm interested in both because if i can experience myself um with the with the same fulfillment mm-hmm. And excitement in, in both of those settings, then, then I know I'm getting some, uh, getting somewhere. I don't know. I, I, whatever. I know I'm living a life that mm-hmm. feels feels true to me. So mm-hmm. it's it's tricky, man. It's um, I think they they both exist for that reason, you know. Part that's what has I think has made me become pretty much at the point now where I can say I'm like becoming obsessed with personal development Uh because I mean you just again you sort of articulated it for me in a way that I haven't been able to to uh realize until now but it's like you know I feel like yeah out there I can thrive and I'm Uh good at it like I I, I'll I'll say that I'm I'm good at say it I'm good at traveling I'm good at being outside of my comfort zone but yeah. then here, I feel uh, very. I feel very green. I feel um, I'm not. I don't know. It's it's weird. Like I've totally stopped smoking weed because 
It's like if I'm gonna uh, be here, then I uh-huh. need to get better, and just make just better myself in every way possible, right? Like I'm not just gonna go through the motions every day, and you know just collect my paycheck, right? It's like I'm I'm really trying to like practice and sort of experiment with every single success principle that I can find out there, right? If you go back throughout history, it's like there are patterns of people just, you know, having a routine, waking up, spending that time, 15, 20 minutes on just like getting focused on, okay, what am I, what am I here for? What's my reason? And, you know, and then at the end of the night, okay, how did my day go? And, and, uh, what went wrong? What was, what was good? What did I accomplish? And what's my game plan for tomorrow? You know, and, and like that kind of stuff. Right. And so, yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. It's you. I feel like um, a lot of people that I that I know are doing that in, in some way or, or trying to figure out how to do it. Um, you know, you you mentioned something about the why. I think that's really important. That's something that I had with with golf, for example. And because I had that why, no one could stop me. I could do a limited amount of work, and I think. You mentioned that as well, mm-hmm. having the focus and concentration on on something, mm-hmm. a practice, your craft, whatever that is. And so um, that's something I actually didn't have for a few years until I very recently, like very, very recently. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like I was I was wandering, yeah, exploring, uh, receptive, taking things in. Um, but I had no channel of, of output. Yeah. How do you take all of these things and be able to create something of value? Now, um, I, I have been doing that in the coaching circle because I can observe. That I'm an amazing observer. That's all I do is observe. And that's, always, that's what I've always done. So I'm great at observing and, and sharing that with people. What I, what I realized that it doesn't matter where you are in life, whether you feel lost, whether you feel confused, or whether you feel like you're on top and, and doing all the right things. The the only thing that's really important is that you're doing your practice or your craft. Mm-hmm. And when when and sometimes we, you know, for example, with golf, I needed a break from golf sometimes, but I was I was taking a break because I knew I needed a break. It wasn't because, um, you know, I I didn't want to uh, practice or get better. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but where I feel like I've struggled the last few years is having a consistent practice because I've been moving around so much. Right. Right. And so, um, I noticed that to have been the most challenging thing, but now no matter where I am, I always have a practice and that's, that's my own uh, movement practice and it could look different each day, mm-hmm. but I'm always doing, doing something there and, and also a writing practice. Yeah. Nice. So both of those things are, are, um, you know, pillars in my life that I do every day before anything else, yeah. before I check any emails, before I do any social media, before I, I, I see what's inside. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's inside of me without without uh, having any sort of input? Yeah. That for me, and I think everyone has this, is our greatest gift. You could look at any athlete or any anyone who's doing something that you admire. Mm-hmm. They have chunks of dedicated time where they are working on their craft, not for anyone else's benefit Mm -hmm. they're doing it because they they can't not do it yeah right and i think there's there's a couple different types of people there's people that invest so much energy into themselves you look at musicians whatever musicians performers um that they're so good at what they do that we we want to watch or, or listen yeah and then and then there's other people that invest so much time into those people that they know how those people work and they can help other people do that as well. Right. 
Yeah. Right. And so it's, you know, I think we, we are all of those things, but we really need to find out what, how do we want to live our life? Do we want to do it by, you know, really becoming this person and being very special in, in one or a couple of domains? Or do we want to help people do those things or do other things? You know, mm-hmm. we, we get in this trap of society and what society tells us we can and can't do and shouldn't, shouldn't do. Right. And I and I think Wix, you you mentioned something that I think is really important is that you know you say get out and come back in and all these things and I and I feel you when you say that I I've been living on the outside and not really you know been deeply in for a while and uh, I think about when I do come in how do I how can I be a catalyst for change Yeah. You know, because obviously as a, as a globe, as a world, we are changing every day. And, you know, if we're not involved, nothing will change yep. um, on, on that setting. So society is changing. Culture is changing. I think, uh, you know, there's so much information traveling right now in, in the world. And um, where are we going? I don't think anyone has any idea. No. Uh, but what do you want to do? What gives you fulfillment? I think is, is maybe something that might be more important than success. So what is your why now? My why is, it sounds, it sounds kind of dire uh, in some ways, but it inspires me a lot. It's uh, sort of this like evolve or die. I like that. And for me, evolution, whatever you want to call it, evolution, development, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's my why, to develop each day, yeah. to evolve each day, and that can be in any arena, any area mm-hmm. of my life. So anything that comes up mm-hmm. is an opportunity for development, is an opportunity for evolution. Yeah. Um, I'm going to add one, one more thing in, in that is that for me, fulfillment comes from going through those tough processes yeah. and, and, and being a different person. And when, when I think about uh, the person I am or want to be, it's someone who's strong, someone can be in any situation and thrive, mm-hmm. someone that can create harmony with uh, many different people, someone that can be in harmony with the environment. Now, I'm not always those things mm-hmm. at all. But that's what I I strive for. Do you track that at all? Like at the end of your day, do you do you keep a, a uh, any sort of daily notes or like is there any way do you track anything? Um, you know, I I I have on and off in my life. Uh-huh. Um, right now, I don't I don't do that. I, I think uh, my my partner and I we have a thing like, hey, what are you grateful for? But yeah. You know, what's one thing we learned today? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what are you excited about? What are we grateful for? So there we have that that dialogue. But That's good. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I feel, you know, you, you mentioned something that has helped me in the past. Uh, when I was playing golf, I was doing that always. So in the morning, have like, write down what's my intention, what things are kind of getting in the way of that. Yeah. And at night, like, that that's what things went well, what did I learn and what am I grateful for? I think those are three simple questions that actually evoke a lot. Totally. So, okay. We talked about your, your why do you have, remember I was, I was talking about sort of what I'm sort of working on now is Mm -hmm. developing a set of values and building on them. And I don't have like a certain number that I want or anything, but like, um, like, like one of them that's a definite right now is just taking responsibility for everything. Like I, I, I'm done living with excuses. I want to own everything that happens. Basically my, my question is like, um, what, like, what are your thoughts on values? Do you have, do you have values that you sort of live by? You know, I don't have a, a category called values, and this is what I value. I have I have done some exercises like that before, but yeah. Um, 
what what I find or what I've found more more useful is there's a Chilean economist named Max Neef. Okay. And he's he's ninety three or ninety four, but he has he's all about human human needs development. And he has an updated version of Maslow's needs. Mm. And he breaks <laughs> After reading his work, he has a 100-page document, PDF online. I think it's just if you put in Max Neef or Manfred Max Neef, um, this human development scale document comes up. And what it does is it, it really allows me to see where, uh, first of all, what my needs are. Mm-hmm. And then what ones are being fulfilled and which ones are being pseudo-satisfied. And so pseudo-satisfaction could look like, I'm thirsty, but I'm drinking Coca-Cola. So you have, (laughs) you know, Coca-Cola is posing as a thirst quencher, but really it's like making you sick. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, and and then you also have a violation of needs. And so like Mm. a, very basic violation of needs would be, you know, war. So someone's freedom, and we could use, say, like in a North American context, um, we end up uh, going to war and taking someone else's freedom. And so that's a violation of, of needs, right? of someone else's needs, or if you can imagine someone attacking us. Mm-hmm. So so there's, um, there's violators of needs, pseudo-satisfiers, and then there's satisfiers, and then there's uh, uh, singular satisfiers. So you need you need food. Here's food. And then there's um, I don't know the word he uses, but there's multiple satisfiers. So uh, this is satisfying for the environment. We're not violating the environment. Uh, you're getting what you need. I'm getting what I need, and the people around me are getting what they need. Mm-hmm. And so how can we look at life in terms of, yeah, what do I need? How am I communicating that? Mm-hmm. Am I even communicating that? Mm. And then um, how can I look towards fulfilling my own needs? How do I help myself in this? Can I first do that? Right. So like you said, taking personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. And then how do I not violate violate the needs of others? And I think that's, one thing that uh, where us humans get into a lot of trouble is we try to satisfy our own needs by violating the needs of others, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I use I like to use that sort of. It's one of the best things I've I've come across, and it it really allows me to see where I'm at. And for example, Wixie, one thing that I found was I had. I had almost everything, but I didn't have um, the fulfillment that came from consistent work. So I was I was working, um, but I wasn't doing it in a way that felt like a, uh, like I was contributing enough. And what I realized was actually doing a little more work that I enjoy mm-hmm. gave me a little more fulfillment. So I had the flexibility. I, I have all the, the basic needs. What I was missing was one, um, the community aspect because mm-hmm. I was being so transient mm-hmm. and then, and then being able to do deep work with, with people mm-hmm. over a consistent amount of time. So I realized that those are my greatest needs cool. and I could sacrifice. I'm not going to say sacrifice, but I could redirect my, my freedom that I had to working more with people. Very cool. What how how do I spell Neef? N E I F? It's N E E F. Double E. Yeah, double E. Okay, cool. Uh, that that name is familiar for sure. Thanks for thanks for sharing that. I'll check that out for sure. As as a Chilean uh, <laughs> brother-in-law, you know. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I've got 5 minutes left on the clock here it says. Um, let's get it in yeah let's get it in all right um i want to keep it i I wanted i wanted to know how you how you uh how you met your your partner your fiance no Mm -hmm. 
Man, congratulations, brother. Thanks, thanks, man. Yeah, it's... Um, How did you meet? We, yeah, we met at Burning Man two, yeah, almost yeah, a year and a half ago. We were, it was the second last day of Burning Man. For some strange reason, I felt like I was going to meet my, my partner wow. there. Uh, and I remember I was actually with Richard Fortan. We were going to an EFT tapping meditation and we were literally walking in. I was like, man, I thought I was going to meet my, my partner here at Burning Man. Right. And this is the, like the next to last day. And he's like, oh man, it's never too late, you know? And it was interesting after that moment, I just sort of let it go. I was yep. like, oh yeah, whatever. Exactly. Um, and then, um, two hours later we finished the meditation and my my partner is sitting, you know, fifteen feet from me, and she, you know, she. Uh, I was really attracted to her. But what's interesting about that was everyone got up and left, and she just kept sitting there. Mm-hmm. And she was the only person. There was three hundred plus people at this at this session. Mm-hmm. She was the only person still sitting. And I went and saw Rich, and he was at the back. I was like, I really want to go talk to that girl. He's like, well, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know, so. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I yeah, it. I went up to her and I was like, hi, my name's Andrew. I'd really like to get to know you. How would it feel to get to know me? That's, and, a, that's a great, that's a great approach. Yeah. That's, I, man, I like that a lot. Well, I mean, to and to be honest, man, it's it's how I feel about her every every day. It's not like, hey, I want to own you. Hey, I want you to be my wife. Hey, I want you to, um, I want to pretend like I know everything about you. Yeah. It's, hey, I want to get to know you. Yeah. Do you want to get to know me? Amazing. And and in that, there's room for us to explore as people. Absolutely. So that's that's where we met. We walked out of there into the desert, and uh, the rest is yep. as they say. Yeah, yeah, I love it, man. That's so great. That's another one of my little goals is to just is to sum up how I met my wife in like five sentences or less because I just go off like I'm just like yeah, I paint this crazy picture and and whatever. It's like bore people to tears but actually it is a good story too but 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 that's another time i'm still working on my in five sentences or less because that was that was perfect part i love it oh man wonderful so i'm really stoked to uh i'm stoked that you're coming back to canada yeah man yeah i miss my i miss uh my people there and where have, have you decided where you're gonna settle down you know, I think we're looking at places in Ontario uh-huh. just because all my family is there and it feels, yeah. you know, it feels important to be close to them. Of course. Yeah, of course. And man, yeah, you've got like a really tight, really big family. Yeah, man. I love your fam. Okay. So the last question, and I, I think we've sort of covered it. So what's next for Andrew Parr? Hmm. Yeah, it's good. That's a good question, Wixie. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what I'm what I'm working towards or, or doing right now. So um, immediately, I'm editing a video about our trip in Botswana. That that was life changing, and there's a really beautiful story that something happens when you when you do something that different something you wouldn't experience when living with animals living in that ecosystem so i'm editing that and i'm excited about that Mm. um i also produced and uh, was in a rap video in nigeria and so i met um it's interesting my my partner and i got into kind of a heated argument we were spending literally every second every day together um and I just was like, hey, I need some, sp-, you know, I went for a walk, put on some music, started freestyling as I often do. Mm-hmm. Anyway, ended up at a cafe and I was like, oh, actually, what, I, what I'm saying in this freestyle is pretty good. I'm going to write it down, wrote it down, started practicing. Yeah. And the guy at the cafe was like, hey, man, are you a rapper? I was like, well, not professionally. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I have a studio. I really like your sound. Like, come record. Amazing. 
So we recorded four songs in this studio. And so anyway, he takes me to this village, dirt roads, literally every, every place is like a shack. Yeah. Um, and walk into the studio and there's like spray paint on the wall. Mm-hmm. But everything is like perfectly clean, yeah. tidy. And you see these singers and a producer in there and they're making sick beats. I'm like, where the hell am I? So anyway, um, I'm, I'm refining that craft, you know, I've always written and what is it like to put that in music? So I've been doing that. And anyway, we're putting out this video at the, hopefully the middle of February it should be done. So I'm excited about that. And then also I, I coach mostly athletes, but I coach people. Um, so on, I'm a, in terms of movement, I watch people move and see where they are in life and also help them with their biggest stressors. What are the things that are taking a lot of energy from them Mm -hmm. that they're not dealing with? Mm -hmm. And can we just, can we just bring awareness to that? And can we actually resolve that? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I work with all, all types of people. Um, doing that so that's uh, I love doing that I'm going to be spending time one-on-one I usually do immersive experiences with people spend uh, you know one to to four days with them going deep uh, looking at how they live and then so cool um, like I think I have some of these things written down here what do we got oh yeah um and also working on a, you know, a human development project. So how do we, uh, you know, what are the, the keys to human development and how do we learn these skills? Yeah. And then also um, launching a, a company called Wilderness. And it's all about a wilderness. Yeah. yeah. Like how, how do you rediscover your wilderness? And so, there, there's a couple of components to that. One is um, getting people outside their comfort zone. Yeah. So for me, it's I, I get so much from being in nature. Yeah. So um, well, I'll have a trip in northern Ontario in the in the summer next year. But um, taking a group of people doing that, and then having some sort of uh, creative aspect. What are we going to create out of this? So it's not just going to say a retreat and, and practicing. And I think that's important. There's always a practice in it, yeah. but then how do we create something out of it? Yeah. And it could be like a home or it could be music or it could be yeah. a book or something like that. Yeah. Um, I dig it. So yeah. So I'm, I'm launching that like as we speak literally. So amazing. Yeah. That was actually one of the first questions and I totally jumped over it, but like how long have you been moving around now? Well, I mean, I did it in the structure of golf, right? So we kind of, I kind of knew where I was going for a right. long time. So, I mean, I've been doing that since I was 18 or mm-hmm. even before. Well, yeah, but, but I mean, like. Like since I stopped playing golf? Since you, yeah, since you stopped playing golf. Mm. How long has that been? Uh, yeah, it's been three years. You know, I spent a lot of time in San Francisco. Actually, after I stopped, I actually didn't want to travel anywhere because I've been traveling my whole life. So. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I really wanted to embed myself in the community there. So I spent, I don't know, over a year and a half. Mm-hmm. I don't think I got on a plane for a year sort of thing. Wow. Like I didn't get, I tried not to get in a car because my life was moving so fast and I just started like yeah. walking or biking. So yeah, I guess uh, I would say a year and a half. I haven't been in the same place for more than a month. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like every time I sort of check up on you you're you're in a different place and and not only that but like you've started to really like focus in on um you know like movement exercise and things like that right um that i've noticed just exploring you know movement through dance and just yeah just fascinating man yeah that's my main passion for sure what has it felt like on your end Have has it felt longer or about this about the same it's felt like I've lived 10 years in, in the last year. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean that in, in uh, you know, the best way possible. I've had so many different experiences. Yeah. 
and challenging ones. So I'll just give you a, like a super quick breakdown. Okay. Um, you know, we went to, we spent two, two months in Nigeria. And if you haven't been to Nigeria, it's, um, it's very chaotic and it was, it was very tough for me mm-hmm. to be there. And so you're just constantly challenged with what you think reality is because it's not, it's actually, we, I think the most important thing humans need to understand is that just because we live our life a certain way doesn't mean everyone else lives their life that way. You got it. And can we accept that? Mm -hmm. Do we have to impose what we believe to be true upon everyone else? Yeah. And so that's something that came up, came up in, in Nigeria quite often for me. It's like, if they only did it like this or da, da, da. And then I quickly go, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like what is happening here? Can I be a part of this? Can I, can I learn what's important and how to communicate all these things? So it went from something that felt, uh, and my partner was also going through, uh, you know, a tough time being there because that that's where she grew up and was experiencing herself for as, as a new person, but also experiencing these old patterns. Anyhow, we go from that to a walking safari in Botswana where you're just like completely out of your comfort zone in every single way. Yeah. And then we, a week later, we were in a, uh, you know, 16 hour physically demanding training in Zurich, Switzerland. So we've been like going through very difficult times, (laughs) challenging times together. One, one thing after another, we actually like haven't had too much, um, type of rest. So, uh, that's what I mean about living 10 years. It uh-huh. feels like we've had so many different and challenging experiences. Right. Um, and uh, it's been, it's been beautiful, a lot of growth and that's why we're together. It's like, it's not easy. No. Uh, it's not, it, and it's not always peaceful between us, mm-hmm. but at the same time we always meet at the end of the day and it's like, you know, I'm here for you where, you know, where are you? Yeah. What do you need? Can I help? Da, da, da. So so important. Yeah. One last question for you, my friend. How do I make this podcast better? Do you have any advice for me? And this is basically because I'm going to I'm going to, you know, broadcast this on anchor. Um, so basically, I would say, you know, there's going to be people listening that are also totally new on on anchor. Like I'm new to this um, and it's another whole thing that's really cool about Anchor right now is such a young platform and Uh, and everybody is so supportive of each other right now. Oh yeah. Amazing. Oh man. Everybody's, you know, everybody's just trying to like quite literally everybody's quite trying to find their own voice and sort of figure out like what they're about, what their station's about. Like, you know what I mean? Everybody's trying to bring like their own little unique thing to the table. You know, you've got some experience in this. Do you have any advice or any tips on how do I make, um, my podcast better. So I, I, you already mentioned uh, a couple of the things and I, you know, when the consistency I think is really important. That's one thing I did mm-hmm. constantly for, uh, two years, but that's showing up every day and, and, uh, and doing it yeah. is, is the most important thing. Um, I, you know, I like your, your, your monologues. I listened to a couple of them and they're, yeah. yeah, they're cool, man. And I think, I think the most important thing that we need right now is, as people is just like an understanding. Yeah. It's like, Hey, I'm just like you. Yeah. And if I'm not just like you, I'm just like you in another way. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, and the more people that are, that are sharing and liberating themselves, like you do so well. Um, it, it helps people liberate themselves. And so mm-hmm. um, I feel like the more honest we, we get with ourselves, and we can see ourselves, and we can share that message, the more honest people get with themselves. Um, totally. So I think, I think that's something you already do. Uh, and then, and really pulling people that you uh, really love chatting with um now i have seen people say let, let's use tim ferris for example he uses some sort of template like 
what are your what are your like favorite books and what are the, what's the best exercise and if you're only to do one thing what's mm-hmm. the best thing you bought for under twenty dollars and what he does is aggregates all that information makes a book and makes a shitload of money right he he so he's so strategic yeah he's so strategic so he's looked ahead like 10 steps and say like i'm going to create this and after this i'm going to create this out of this da, da, da. yeah so i think there there's there's value in that i'm for me personally i'm not as interested in that in the monetary aspect uh, of it no 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 not the not the monetary aspect but i'm not as interested in um creating a template and asking um uh-huh. asking people all the same questions but um, I think there are some really great questions that, uh, like that list you shared with me. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you go through those, some very some beautiful things come out of everyone. Yeah. And so I think what's most interesting about podcasts is getting people, uh, getting them engaged. And so your questions that you already have there are, are really wonderful. Man, you always fill my cup, brother. Yeah, it's from Twin Flames. Twin Flames, bro. <laughs> All, right, All right, brother. We'll travel Thanks, safe. dude. Thank you, my friend. Yeah. Much love, dude. Much love. Okay, much love. You take care of yourself. And um, yeah, man, be well. Peace, brother. All right, peace. My friends, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Andrew Parr on Travel Blues Interviews. I had a blast myself. If you are curious about any of the things we talked about, the best place to go is andrewparr.com and go to, uh, there's a, in the menu, it's called Now, and that will take you to a page of resources. And there you can pretty much find almost every single, single thing that Parr talked about. The Fighting Monkey, um, all the teachers that he's worked with, and um, and some books that he's read. He basically has like a list of books, some of my favorites on there, and uh, some videos featuring Manfred Max Neef, the Chilean economist that he talked about. Uh, also, you will find in his website uh, the a link to his podcast, The Movement, which is incredible. So I think that's all you need. I definitely encourage you to go to that website, though, because there's a lot of awesome stuff on there. There's also, in the menu, there's a piece called If I Die, which is a piece that Parr wrote, um, and it's so good. I want to read it on Anchor, so I'm going to get his permission to do that, if that's cool. Uh, but, I yeah, check it out yourself. It's so good. So, again, thank you so much. Parzi, if you're listening, man, thank you. Every time I talk to you, it is just a breath of fresh air, and I get so much from you, man. So, wherever you are in the world, last I think it was Mexico, I love you. Thank you so much, brother. And um, anybody out there listening, if you enjoyed this, please share it, and be good to each other, okay? We'll see you next time. This is the Vagrant Optimist. Much love to you all. Freedom, baby.